It's August and your favorite bossy bonitas are back and talking about the F word, failure. Keep listening and grab a pen because you're going to want to take notes. Hey, Les. What's up? Hey, Candace. You've seen me a total of four times this week. It's too much. (laughs) Clearly, you guys can't see my face right now, but it's sheer disappointment. Oh, her face is dropped instantly. Instantly. You know you love me. I do love you. you. That's why I like to make fun of you. That's fine. If I didn't make fun of you, I wouldn't love you. Sure, we'll go with that. I I roast because I care. There you go. Well, it's roasting hot here in LA. (laughs) Jesus. Oh my God. Global warming for all of you guys that don't believe, you better believe. It's insanity right now. So hot. It's Los Angeles, man. But it's hot all over the United States. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like not just LA. Like the entire US is like in a tailspin of like exorbitant amounts of heat. Mm -hmm. Just be glad we're in air conditioned cars and not having to walk everywhere. Because let me tell you. First world problems. Uh, When you have to walk in humidity and heat and just uh, there's you you literally just throw on clothes so that you're not walking around naked. I'm assuming you're talking it. about New York. I am talking about New York. It's like a hot box there. It is. That's my like my assumption of New York because I've gone to New York during uh-huh. the summertime and you come up from underneath the subway where it's nice and cool. No, the subway's not cool. Well, it was for me whenever uh, I was in it. Maybe I was in an air-conditioned train. I don't know. But then you come up and you come out of the subway and it's like... Oof. Oh, the subway cars are air conditioned. Yes, and then but you the come out. The like, subway station it's... is literally hell on earth, and then it's like not even better because then the minute you walk, exactly, you're saying you walk up the stairs and it just gets worse and worse and worse from there. It's like you're walking into an oven. A twenty four seven. Twenty four seven, and, and you it's only not get a hot... short glimpses of air conditioning. Right, and it's a dry oven, or not a dry oven. It's a wet oven. Yeah. It's not even dry like Las Vegas, but you're just like. Sweat. No, yeah. It, Everything's sticky. Other people's sweat is on what? you. But anyways, let's not talk let's not about <laughs> talk about. That is failure right there uh-huh. if you don't wear deodorant for the day. I'm Ooh. just going to put that out there. Oh my gosh. You walk out. You forget. That's it. No one's going to be talking to you that day. No, like, it's don't just. Even, <laughs> don't even try to make friends that day. No new friends. No new friends. No new friends just at all. Just go where you need to go. Come back home. <laughs> Take another shower, and then you can have another go again, you know? But, mm-mm. Let's restart. Mm-mm. Restart Re- that. Redo, like, rewind. And then you can go back. I'm thankful I'm going to New York in September when it's actually going into fall. Oh, And going I into think, a different I heard, season. I heard that it's hot until October, dude. I'm going the last week of September oh, then. okay. Okay, you're good then. Yes. I was like, mm, Candace, I hate mm. to break it to you, but... <laughs> Um, you're going to experience this again. Because oh I've only gone God. during either summer months or mm-hmm. like winter. I've never gone during when, fall. And it's beautiful. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so it's excited. It's kind of uh, like a tease to go in the fall because that's the mentality of New York that you'll have. And for it's the like rest sex of in the city life, mentality it's of like, this is beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, it's like gross and people are kind of mean every now and then, but... You're just like, New York, it's great. I love it. Oh, my gosh, I have get to wear a coat. And then you go during one of the extreme months, which is what I did in the summer, and it's just like, I'm sorry. Is this the same city I was in a few years ago? Because this is very, very different. I do not like this. Um, but 
Yeah. Anyways. So, Les, you're not in New York. I'm not in New York. You're sitting on my bed in Los Angeles. I'm sitting on your bed. Um, yeah. So, I... The reason I bring up New York, that was such a seamless transition. Um, is, now that you're calling it out, yes, it was. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> People know. They're not sitting no, there I'm like... No, I love that you're bragging on it. They're so not thank sitting you. there like, oh, wow, they just moved into a different topic. I wonder what that's called is a transition. Um... But yeah, so I was, I think, did we announce that in the last podcast that I was going to New York? Briefly. I think Because we, we couldn't yeah. give too many details at that point because uh, it was the very beginning yes, and yes, you hadn't yes. signed anything. So it was just like a. It was a maybe. She's going to New York. Uh-huh. So I went to New York and I was supposed to, um, supposed to live there for six months. Um, and it, I'm back. Um. So not the, after six months, not after six months, after about three weeks, pretty much. And yeah, I had a, an amazing job out there and we got catered lunches and breakfast and it was literally a dream. Um, and the company's amazing. I won't say what it is, um, but they were just an amazing company and just full of great people, great bosses, great coworkers. Um, I was there for a total of three days. So you got all the catered lunches and breakfast you can imagine. All the goods. All the goods. I was at the snack bar all the time. Um, But yeah, so I ended up coming home and the reason for, I had to quit my job and come home and it was because I had a, to be very vulnerable with you guys, I had a heart condition and I'm going to keep it short. Um, I had a heart condition and I thought it was manageable and I went to New York and I was like, New York, New York, so great, I love it here, I'm never coming back, even though it's gross and all those things that I said before, like, it's still New York and magical and cool. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess just the stresses of the city, all the bad things of New York, um, just really affected my body in a negative way to where my heart condition got a little out of hand and... I was, you know, having little, like, I felt like I was going to have, like, fainting spells, different stuff, a lot of drama. And so I had to make the decision um, to take care of my body um, and put my health over my dreams and come back to Los Angeles. And, yeah, and it was hard. It was really hard. And in the moment of making the decision and talking to my boss, I remember the night before I talked to my boss, I was like, I'm... I was only seeing like the grass is greener on the other side and I was like I'm coming home I'm gonna be better and like I'm gonna I'll find work out back at home easy peasy like just real like real the grass was real green on the other side and then I remember after talking to my boss who was really understanding and really great um the minute I like said everything I needed to say to her to explain the situation I was like oh wait I'm about to go home (laughs) and I have to tell everyone that I run into that I'm back and I have to give them the spark notes version of why I'm back and um essentially I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like a failure and that did happen I remember on the plane I had so much um like anxiety on the plane ride back that like I couldn't sleep and like I just couldn't like think about anything and um and then getting back it was more anxiety and more stress and pretty much the same things I was experiencing in New York but in another not in a bigger level but just on another level um back here at home and yeah and so I'm back and that's that and 
um, the reason I wanted, we're, we're talking about this is because we wanted to cover failure. Um, and as we said at the beginning, um, just in this episode and talk about that, you know what, like on Instagram and in daily life, our lives look amazing. And there are people call it the highlight reel, you know, Instagram is your highlight reel. It's not, it's not authentic of us to not talk about failure and not be completely vulnerable um, with everyone admit that hey like we mess up too and we have our times when you know everything on paper looked nice when we had a cool job in New York and our body said nah girl you gotta come back home and deal with stuff here and um, yeah I mean there's that's that's that and Candice what has been your sim- like what's been a similar story I guess that you've experienced um, in regards to failure well you know, I, I really resonate with the highlight reel element, just to be honest. I shared a lot of my story on previous podcasts of how I've gotten out here, and I don't assume any of that as a failure. I feel like there are downward moments and there are upward moments. Um, I think a lot of it comes from perspective, and I think if I look back at different points in my life, I probably thought I was being a failure. However, now... I don't want to say as I've gotten older, but I think that that is what happens. I think with time, and I know that with more time, things are going to evolve even more of where my my mindset is. But mine is more those divots within my storyline have made me into the person that I am today. Mm. And so those quote unquote failures are just doors to new successes. Oh, I like that. I feel like any type of thing that people associate as failures necessarily isn't necessarily failure. It's just another opportunity to find the actual success that you're supposed to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm trying to change my mindset around not only the term failure, but also like the situation that I'm in of like whether or not I'm broke or whether or not I've found love. I think the more you say these things over and over, your thoughts are energy. And so what you think and the way that you speak really does affect the reality of what your life is because everyone is living through their own scope of their perspective everyone's living through their own life scope and so for me changing the paradigm of failure into I'm on the verge of the success I'm hoping to achieve or this door was closed because the next door is opening and if I would have gone through that door that I thought I was originally supposed to go to I wouldn't have actually achieved the greatness that I'm supposed to And so changing that mindset and then also like, you know, as you do in LA, you work and you live paycheck to paycheck sometimes and you have to pay bills. And I was broke last week, but I'm making sure that when I say things, I'm broke until Friday or I'm broke until X date rather than just saying the blanket statement of I'm broke Mm -hmm. because instinctively you say that and you're putting that mindset and that energy out there that you're not there to accept wealth or success or happiness and so I'm trying to change that paradigm in every element of my life so I think a lot of it with the failure aspect is just not seeing it as a failure and I think that that's something that you know we talked the other night about different situations that have arisen in um, both of our lives and I think we've chosen the path less traveled But in the long run, it's going to be the path with the greatest reward for what we're meant to do on this earth. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily true for everybody. Some people have different goals and aspirations and values that they want to achieve. But 
for me, I live my life with what is going to be the thing that I can look back on and not regret by taking the bigger risk and taking the bigger chance and the bigger chance of failure. I'm going to look back on my life and say, wow, I'm glad I took that chance or this is the way my trajectory was supposed to be because Mm -hmm. I took that chance. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's hard as hell. And it's a lonely path a lot of the time. And I think that's what a lot of people don't talk about is that the path to success, whatever journey that you're on, whether it's going to be an entrepreneur or whether it's to be a host or an actor or whatever, a doctor, a lot of times it's really lonely. And a lot of people choose the other path because it's not lonely. And it's the normal American dream to get a nine to five. And not that that's a bad thing, but for me, that would have been failure. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's definition of failure is different. But if I would have just decided to go the regular route, that would have been what my definition of failure is. Yeah. I was interviewing someone a while back and it was a really interesting conversation because I've had this concept within the last few months running through my head and I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe I'm just crazy but she really like solidified it is that she's been working with the modality and the mindset of like, I'm always reaching for something. So basically she's living in the, the hustle and the never reaching the success. But now that she's reached that success, Mm -hmm. she constantly wants to feel like she's in the failure because it's almost, and I don't know if this is a thing for men. I think it honestly is just a women oriented thing is that, when you reach that success, you downplay it. Yeah. You don't yeah. know how to live in that success and that happiness and that growth that you've been trying to achieve and to then realign your next goal. A lot of people live for that goal and once you achieve it, then you downplay it. You're like, oh no, it's cool. Like it's, you know, it's not a big deal or like, you know, I'm still living in the hustle or like, I don't have enough money or you live in the struggle and you're constantly living and putting yourself in this box that we don't allow ourselves to flourish and really just say, thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Like to live in that place and to live in that joy and to live in that, like, why do we do that to ourselves either? Because I've had an exciting last few months and like, obviously it's been an interesting few months because personal life has been off the radar but professionally, things are finally going in the direction that I want them to go. And it's weird to be able to celebrate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a weird concept to sit there because we're always told to be confident, but don't be cocky. Don't be arrogant. Don't overly flaunt what you have. Yeah. Or don't get complacent. Or complacent yeah. even. But to be able to just celebrate and be like, yeah, I achieved something is a really weird and hard place to live from. It really is. That's actually something that my that I wish I would have applied to my life more when I was younger, that my dad would always tell me where it was any little thing. He was like, we have to go out and celebrate. Like he was all about celebrating like the little, the teeniest little things. So like a perfect attendance award, you know, to the bigger things. And I never really understood that until I got older and I'm still trying to even change the way I'm thinking in terms of that. With even even going back into what I was talking about earlier of what I what happened in New York, coming back now and yeah I to me to me it was a failure to me it was a failure um, because I have this plan and having being able to be like okay 
I'm going to let my plans go and I'm going to allow God to work in my life and I'm going to start speaking positivity into everything and I'm going to rewire my brain to where I'm not like, oh, I got like, oh no, I got denied from that job over again. Oh, I should have stayed in New York. You know, it's like, oh, okay. New York didn't work out. It's okay. I'll go back eventually one day. But for now, okay, um, I got a second interview on this thing. That's amazing. And celebrating that and even saying, okay, I might not be where I'm at now. Exactly what you were saying earlier. I might not be where I want to be now, but I'm going to be there eventually. And reminding myself when I do get to those points and I'll be like, okay, well now I need to do A, B, C, and D to get to checkpoint number, checkpoint B now that I've gotten to checkpoint A, you know, and um, really celebrating that. So I think that's amazing that you've, um, that you've reached that. Cause at least for me, somebody who is working towards that mindset, it's encouraging to hear that from somebody. Um, because people say it all the time and they're it's like, it's not positive. easy. Yeah. It's really not. And I mean, it sounds great, great and wonderful, but you constantly have to work at that mindset until it becomes something that's just innate. But I have reached a new, sense of peace because it almost no it doesn't almost it does feel like this is going to happen it's just when Mm -hmm. and when I have that and that security of in my mind that it is going to happen then nothing can get in the way so I live with daily stresses and anxiety and all that other stuff because of everything else that I'm doing however big picture It's so fascinating the way that if you do just put it out in the universe and you allow it to happen and you just kind of throw it away, you say it, you mean it, let it go and you don't constantly fixate on it. I made a statement and I was like, I'm going to do this in six months. And then literally a month later, I got an email that I had a meeting at this place that I was literally just talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating if you do live in that. And you look back, how grateful you are. And I think you may say this New York thing is a failure right now. But six months down the road or a year or two years, however long it takes. Yeah. You're not going to see it as a failure. You're going to see it as a bump in the road that made you realize something else that you're going to realize soon. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've even started to realize things about myself while I was over there. I was like, oh, like, no, I need to work on within myself. Like, I need to work on a b c and d and these are things i never would have realized i needed to work on unless i would have been there so like it served its purpose you know Mm -hmm. and daily 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 like god is revealing to me that there is like hey yeah you you're messed up everyone is we're all works in progress but like here if you exactly what you're saying if you let go and allow me to work and actually take control of your life and relinquish that control things are going to get better and I feel like in a way that does fall into like when people talk a little bit about like putting it out there because you know he wants us to to express our innermost wants and um if it's in his will and if we're in line with him then obviously it's gonna happen you know it's all gonna work yeah so it's been yeah I mean it's it's been a journey and it's going to continue to be one and you know we're all we're all in this we're all in this together um break to high school musical all in this together <laughs> just kidding i don't know the words to that yeah what? you do yeah what? you do i didn't watch uh, that movie a million times um no not still at watch, all. watched it last week still um, love zach efron 
He's a great guy. Fine. Uh, amazing actor. So versatile. So versatile. Isn't he playing like a serial killer now? In Which movie? I'm super excited That's about. That's going to be interesting. I probably won't watch it, but I'll watch the trailer and that'll be enough. It's fine. I'll go watch I it. I don't like scary movies, Candace. You know what? It's fine. I don't like scary movies either. You know what was great? The Greatest Showman. Anyways, that off was topic. great. No, off okay, topic. not off topic okay. because now that leads me into what we did last night, which was Queen of the South, which I oh, love. Yes, but what I really How want did to that talk lead about you to Queen of the South because we're talking about movies and TV and all okay, this other stuff. Okay, okay. see, the, it made sense in my mind. Maybe it didn't make sense to you, but the trajectory go ahead, go worked. Go ahead, Queen of the South, but. I really liked, we talked about this with um, Ryan O'Nan, who's one of the writers, who's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. We've had him on the show a couple of times. But we were talking about Teresa finding her power. Ah, yes. And I really, really enjoyed that conversation and seeing the arc line as you go through because she does fall down in the lowest pits. If you guys don't watch the show, plug for them because definitely go this watch is it queen of the south non-sponsored commercial for you guys non-sponsored commercial break watch queen of the south on usa on thursdays and then watch our after show at AfterBuzzTV.com or go to their youtube page and go to AfterBuzz tv dramas and you can get double dose of us in another setting but we're pretty much the same people just talking about different things i'm the same person all the time no i'm just kidding but i try to be Trying to be consistent, but either way, oh my god! Either way, Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Oh my god, Teresa. I'm losing Teresa. Everybody calls her like different names. Yeah, some people say Teresa, some people say Teresa. Teresa She's from Mexico. Teresa. Teresa. But either way, mm-hmm. widow is dead. Oops. What if nobody's seen it, Candace? Rewind. Okay, restart. Teresa had a really bad time. Let's just put it that way. She went to the pits of you know where. And I think that sometimes you have to get down all the way. Strip away everything Mm -hmm. in order for you to build up to the potential that you're supposed to have. And we're seeing that arc line of her. And what I really enjoyed was uh, the showrunner is a Latina woman. Which is amazing. Natalie Shy does. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she's a boss. And she even does this little clip that if you watch the show live and you can see the commercials. Yeah, don't skip the commercials. Watch them. It's great. And she mentions, you know, seeing Teresa grow into the boss that she can be and being a boss woman and really fulfilling that role and what that means. Mm-hmm. Because that is such a big overarching conversation right now is what does that look like? Um, with all the different roles that women are fulfilling right now. And she said, I'm actually trying to fill that right now myself as being a boss. And like, you know, Ryan even attributed all of the hard work that she's done working in a, an industry that's normally filled by men mm-hmm. and by white men that is now evolving into a, a colorful scheme, colorful spectrum of all different little ethnicities little, and yeah. little by little mm-hmm. and different genders and identities. And it's great. But to see her talk about that, it's really cool. And then, I mean, I went to the NBC press day the other day as well. And there's this new show called I Feel Bad, which I'm super mm, excited to watch about. You were telling me about this, yeah. It's going to be so good. And the reason why I think it's going to be good, it's not only a feel-good comedy, but I think it's talking about a lot of things that are being glossed over right now, especially for women and especially on the race card. It was fascinating to watch these people ask these questions, but I digress. That's going to be a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But what I really enjoyed was the conversation about one being race. It's an interracial couple. And 
the lead is actually, she was talking, she said they were casting blindly. They didn't cast me, the character as an Indian woman. They cast a woman and then she just happened to be Indian. So then they cast Southeast Asian parents to mm-hmm. fulfill that. They didn't go out with any mindset of like, she's going to be white, she's going to be Latina, she's going to be black. They just cast the person that fit the role, which I love. Um, and I think there's time and place for different roles. And that's a whole nother conversation as well of whether you know, whether or not you write specifically for race or you write in general terms and then fulfill it. Yeah. But the other conversation that I really enjoyed was the show is called I Feel Bad. And it's interesting because women now that are trying to have it all, and obviously we're not at that place in our life of what they're talking about of being the mom and being the CEO and everything mm-hmm. else. But I do feel like we're in a different space that's, almost the same thing in the same juxtaposition is you have to have a social life. You have to have a dating life. You have to have the career and you have to be an entrepreneur or you have to be successful and you have to make Mm -hmm. X amount of dollars and you you have to be independent and away from your parents. And there's so many you have to's as a woman and as a female, especially being a millennial female. Yeah. And something is going to give. You cannot be 100% in every element of it. You're going to crash and burn. You're going to crash and burn. Mm -hmm. And it's, it just doesn't exist. And like the highlight reel, it brings it all full circle of what we're talking about is that we see these highlight reels of everybody and we don't realize what's going on behind that highlight reel, that something is giving. You're giving 70% this week to one thing and 30% to the other. And it's just an ever ebb and flow. But the problem is that we feel bad because you you're giving too much to one thing when you're supposed to be you're supposed to be quote unquote giving something to something else yeah and then that innately gives us this feeling of failure Mm -hmm. so where is the conundrum end it's just i feel like it's just on (sighs) on us to change our mindset going back to that and you know working making it every day where you wake up in the morning and maybe don't jump on your phone right away don't go on instagram don't read the that's news hard. right away yeah it's really hard one thing a tip that i heard from someone is what was it they said the first 30 minutes how you spend the first 30 minutes of your day will dictate the rest of the rest of how your day goes and so you know if it means buying an old-fashioned alarm clock and using that instead of the alarm clock on your phone and maybe putting your phone to charge on the other side of the room or in another room that way when you wake up just your alarm clock, you wake up, you do, you know, you can meditate, um, you know, read, whatever you need to do. Um, podcasts? Like, yeah, podcast. Not even, actually, not even podcasts yet. Yet. Hold on. Oh, We're okay. Okay. Oh, I'm We're sorry. I'm jumping um, the gun here. Podcasts are great. But I think it's just allowing yourself time to be with you and just really resonate on like, okay, my day, I might hit someone while driving or I'm, I'm saying really negative things for a second. I might, you know, trip and fall. I might lose my job. All this stuff might happen, but I'm going to choose to look at it from a positive outlook and look at the blessings that I have. And I, that's going to really, that's something that I'm going to start practicing. And trust me, I'm saying these things, but I'm writing them down myself. We got to be accountable. Yeah. Um, you guys can keep me accountable. If you see me posting weird negative things on the internet, you tell me. Um, but Leslie. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. You know, get a journal. Um, I have a prayer journal that I use to write out. If you don't pray, then just use it as a regular diary. And just write out, you know, your prayers for the day, your thoughts for the day, and do it at night too of things that you're you're grateful for, the great things that happened in the day, and little by little, um, 
we're going to see change, friends. We'll see change in the way that we think. And that's how, that's how, I feel like that is a small thing of how we're going to start to really change this this feeling of I need to do this and I need to do this and what exactly what Candace was saying I feel bad because I'm not this 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 and this where you're gonna get to that point be like screw that yeah I'm not that I'm not where society expects me to be but that's okay and I'm fine and or even where I expect me to be sometimes we blame society and it's just ourselves putting the Mm -hmm. pressure on us um so yeah that's what I would say and then podcasts they're we're looping it in, Candace. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know, make sure whatever you're listening to, like, I'm a strong believer that what you listen to and this kind of stuff that you take in also does affect your mood and who you are. So listen to more positive podcasts like Bossy Bonitas or... I mean, duh. Yeah. And you can also go back and listen to our self-care and listen mental to that health. One. Yeah, we give more, um, more of these, like, tips and stuff in there of what to do and things that... I said I was going to implement in my life a few months ago and still working on that, but it's okay. It's uh, never too late. It's never too late. You guys can do it. Failure, as it's, as the episode is titled, congrats on your failure because it's all going to get better from here. I'm excited. Yay. I feel like I need something like light and happy mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah, Candice, and before we go, I... I in terms of practicing positivity, ah! we want to start a new segment that we're going to work on the name, y'all. But for now, we're going to call it Bossy Bonita Moments. Yeah, it'll do. It'll do. This, it's a work in <laughs> progress. It's a work in progress. Also, I do have some questions in a minute. Yes, I do want to ask away. some questions. Uh-huh. But what's your Bossy Bonita Moment? Oh, mine... I feel like I kind of maybe said it already in this episode, but mine was just realizing that I need to just, for me, I need to just focus on my um, my faith and just focus on my relationship with God and allow things to line up because I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to my career. So I'm working on that. And that was the moment that I realized that. I honestly felt like this huge like hoof of peace come over me. And to me, that is a boss moment because it's me – in a way, this sounds so counterintuitive to what I just said, but in a way, it's me taking control of my life and getting out of that negative pit that I've been in for so long. Heck yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. How about you, Candace? Um, I had an aha moment, mm-hmm. and it was one of those low moments, and I realized how much weight I put and value I put into other people's opinions of myself. Mm. And have consistently lived my life as such with the thought of what is a person going to think of me? Are they going to be proud? Are they going to like that decision? Everything else. And I think that has seeped into my life so much throughout my entire life. And whether or not it be one person or a lot of people, I think that's something that has always been integral within my decision making. Even though I am a strong-willed person, sometimes it's just, you know, one of my things and I had that aha moment of the downfall was meant for me to realize and begin trusting in myself and living my life purposefully for me, not for anyone else. And so I had that like, oh, that's why all that happened. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's been a great time um, learning a lot along the way. I actually like 
dating wise, obviously it always comes up, but I got over someone, which was great. Yes. It's always a good feeling when you're like, oh, ugh, whatever. You're like, wait, you're I'm lost. sorry. Goodbye. I thought, I thought you were like it. Mm. You go back on their Instagram, you look through their photos and mm, you're like, mm, mm. no, it's more their Instagram stories and what they're doing in their mm. activities. So mm. shout out to them because they know who they are. It's fine. <laughs> Secretly throwing people under the bus here. Yeah, of I love it. I love it. Of course, because if they're not listening, then it doesn't hurt them. And if they're listening, that was meant for them it's to okay. give me a call, give me a text, <laughs> redeem yourself, person. But oh um, my God. one more thing. Yes. I love putting things into the universe. And I also love stepping back and realizing, like, my little 13 year old self, like, dreaming of certain things I got to go back on the universal lot again the other day which was really cool and I was sitting in the golf cart getting ready to go see this like set and I was like my 13 year old self would be so thrilled so it was just really fun to do that mm-hmm. so Love there are you. all highs and lows of boss moments 13 year old Candace so proud. She's very happy right now. Mm-hmm. And I drove by actually it's so crazy but we left the hotel that we were at on a bus and I looked over to my left and it was the hotel that I came and stayed at when I first came to LA for an oh, acting wow. competition 15 years ago. Was it 15? Yeah, almost 15 years ago oh, in October. So it's like a full circle moment every time. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating to like really sit back and realize that. But wrapping it up real quick, I do have some questions and I really hope that you guys do take heed and comment below and let us know because we are wanting to branch Bossy Bonitas into so many different directions. Yes. And we are trying to be the bosses that we are talking about and really practicing what we preach. And so I feel like this podcast, and this is just a filibuster, gives so much room to create community and to create opportunities for so many women to share their stories. And we want to hear those stories and we want to open the dialogue for so many different conversations and really listen to what you guys have to say so that we can talk about those because Mm -hmm. ultimately this isn't just for us. This is for you guys um, to kind of get your voices heard. And if you do share your comments and your stories, we would love to share them on air, but also we have thought about maybe branching out and making some merchandise for you guys Mm -hmm. and really creating this empire and other opportunities and other things will be happening down the road that we're not ready to discuss yet. But we want to know what you think, what you would actually be interested in hearing, but also what you'd be interested in buying, what you would like to see, whether you want a hat or a necklace or a shirt or what it should say or what it should look like. So Mm -hmm. we just want to be as inclusive and open and boss as we can be. So that's my filibuster for the Day. How many times did Candace say boss? And I feel like you have to put it out there. In that mini commercial. That was great. That Thanks. was great. I was like, one, two, three. Well, you can shout out other podcasts too because there are other podcasts with boss in the yeah, name if you that wanna, I love. No, you're fine. I'm just making fun of you. But if, oh, she always yeah. makes fun of me. It's great. Um, If you guys, no, even not. if you want us to like collab with certain like podcasts, tag Ooh. us in their comments. Let them know that we exist. Um. And yeah. Can we give ourselves a bragging moment for a second too? Because we haven't talked about this on air. <gasps> ah! No, we haven't. So, Take it away. Hey, hey, Last month, July, I'm on the phone with Candace just <laughs> chatting about live. So Literally awesome. just called her because I was bored. And I was like, hey, Candace, what's up? And while I'm doing invoices, we're and talking. While she, yeah, we're, so we're just chatting away. 
And then Candace goes, hey, what did we get tagged in on Instagram? And I was like, what did, what did we get tagged in? So I go to look at it. I love this story. And it turns out that um, Fierce, which is the basically the women, all women section of um, Me Too, wrote, included us in the, let me get the exact name of what it was. But oh, I have they, it on our Instagram. They basically included us in this long list of other female podcasters, specifically Latinas, to check out. And y'all, it was literally the coolest moment in the entire world. Um, I actually interned at Mitu um, a few months ago, and I had, I don't think I told anyone about the podcast. And it was called, so the article was called Flava in Your Ear Latinx Podcast to Drown Out White Noise. <laughs> And there were 12 podcasts featured. Mm -hmm. So thank you, thank you to... Oh my gosh, I'm going to butcher her last name, sorry. But thank you to Stephanie Hinese, I believe that's how you say it. Um, Thank you for including us in this list. Um, It honestly meant the world, especially to be included with some of the other um, Latinx podcasts that we really... Uh, look up to and admire and listen to so thank you thank you thank you um if any of you found us through that article and are listening please let us know we'd love to see that and just track um the progress that came from that article and go listen to the other um articles that are on there the it's on our instagram and we tagged um a bunch of the other podcasts that were featured so yeah that was honestly that was such a cool moment of like okay we're doing this for a reason and we're not just talking into a microphone and it's not going out to like deaf ears. So And even if it was, I like doing we'd it. We still do it. We just like talking. It's fun. We both talk for a living, so. <laughs> uh, yes, we do. Hey, hey, but thank you guys. I actually do now. Yeah, you do. Thank you guys. Thank you um, for listening and we will see you next episode. Bye. Bye.